Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! It's almost time, everyone. The much-anticipated 2023 New York Jets season, three days away. Thanks for checking out the Can't Wait podcast. I'm Tim McMaster, along with our Jets reporter at The Athletic, Zach Rosenblatt. Please subscribe if you're listening to our audio version, or if you're on YouTube, hit that uh, thumbs-up symbol, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, Football's back. The Lions knocked off the Chiefs by one point in a comeback win on Thursday night. That started week one. The Jets will end week one on Monday Night Football. Zach, a lot to get to. Um, how excited are you just to uh, to be covering a game soon? Yeah, I've been saying that a lot. You know, it's been a lot of, uh, you know, the training camp. It, you just By the end, you've done the same thing so many times, and we've had the same conversations about Aaron Rodgers and this team, especially this team more than usual because, number one, everybody's everybody wants to talk about the Jets, and they started a week earlier, so it's just like a – a long trot to this and it and you know i felt i felt right at home last night watching canary's tony drop four passes i felt like i was right back in the mix of football <laughs> season right there um uh and yeah you know it, i i will i should say i uh i'm very thankful that the nfl changed the scheduling up with like this week and the week they gave us in between i was able to go to lake placid i had a little weekend with my girlfriend and a couple friends got to unplug a little bit before the season starts and now i'm, I'm ready to go and i'm ready for football and yeah, I'm actually pretty excited, like on a personal level as a beat writer, getting to watch football on Sunday because most years, especially last year, when I'm working on Sunday, it's you can't really watch the other games uh, outside of like halftime and like the primetime games. And so I'm, I'll, maybe I'll go watch it somewhere, and I'm, but I'm looking forward to just being like a regular football fan on Sunday. Pictures on Instagram of Lake Placid were beautiful, by the way. Very nice. Big Slide Brewery from from Lake Placid. Got a new hat out there. Ah, new hat. Yeah. Do you get a hat everywhere you go? Is that kind of a thing? I, I've I've calmed down a little bit because I, I got to I have like a wall of hats and I don't even have any slots anymore for them anymore. Um, but so now it's more like if I see a hat that I'm like, OK, I will wear that one more than once and I will get it. <laughs> All right, let's get into things. Um, you mentioned talking about the same thing over and over again with players, but you have a great feature out on The Athletic in which you got to talk to some different people. Matthew Calderoni, uh, he is. DJ Reed's resilience coach, and you have a great story out. People check it out. You can join right now for a dollar a month. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. Um, DJ Reed's resilience coach talking about everything DJ Reed has been through over the last year, which is just a whirlwind and a roller coaster ride. Everybody knows about his father obviously dying um, and finding out before week one last season. He now has a little daughter as well, and is is a really good story, Zach, just about his relationship with Matthew too, and how he's kind of helped him through all of this, all the way back to when he was cut by Robert Sala in the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, you know, I wanted to follow up with DJ um, for a lot of reasons, but 
one of them being that he's such a like honest and and great person to chat with. So I, I sat down with him pretty early in training camp and I just wasn't able to get around to fully doing the story until later on. And it felt right to do it uh, week one because that's when it happened for him where he lost his father. And, you know, the whole story last year kind of came out of nowhere. If you remember, nobody knew about it, which is part of the story. But like he, when he celebrated that interception, everybody was like, who is this guy celebrating when they're getting killed at the end of a game? And then, yeah. so he got like made fun of and then quickly everybody, I think since then he's been one of the most popular jets, I think in recent memory, like I think fans absolutely love that guy. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I was lucky enough to talk to his mom last year and write, you know, just all about his dad and his life and his impact on DJ. And, um, and I, I, from my own personal experience, even I lost somebody not long before DJ lost his dad last year, somebody close to me. Um, and I, so I, so writing these stories is weirdly easy for me just cause I can relate to, um, like grief and because I'm on the same timeline as him. And so when DJ says stuff to me, like it, he'll, it'll just hit him randomly sometimes that he's, that he's sad about his dad not being here anymore. Like that, that was kind of the hook for me for the story. And then I kind of, and then he, and then he, when we were, of the course of him talking, he, he just, out of nowhere, he mentioned something called a resilience coach. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I've never, like never heard of that before. She's like, it sounds like it's a different version of a therapist or like more of like a, it's like a trainer and a therapist. Like it, they just like work on specific goals and it's really fascinating stuff. Matthew Calderoni, he's only 30 years old. He's kind of a wonderkind in his own right. Um, but yeah, so DJ, um, you know, it, it is fascinating to me. Like this, this is a guy that, you know, the Jets haven't had a lot of success with free agents and they brought him in. He was an absolute rousing success last year. <laughs> And he's very, very highly regarded by this fan base. And and we haven't talked since he had his comments last week where he or was it I don't even know time anymore. Maybe it was earlier this week, uh, where he compared said he thinks the Jets can be Jets defense can be as good as the eighty five Bears or the Legion of Boom. Um, which is a very, very bold statement. But also like yeah. if you know DJ, he kinda like wears his heart on his sleeve. He believes in himself and this team and and that's why he's a leader. He's like willing to say stuff like that. And that's why he's also fun to talk to because he'll answer any question you ask him. Some guys won't, but like he's just like such a personable, uh, you know, with considering everything he's been through. Sometimes I forget this. He's only 26 years old and he's lost his dad. I found this out talking to Matt Calderoni. And then I, I apparently DJ had talked about in the past. He, he lost his aunt in 2020, three days before a game. And then he went out and had the first interception of his career. His dad had MS his whole life. His mom had cancer that she survived. They, his parents got divorced when he was younger and like, he still has this like positive spirit. And it's, so I, I, he's, he's a, he's, he's a very good locker room guy and he's great for the media. And he, on top of just being a really good player, it's like the ultimate trifecta. Yeah. And the, the theme that runs through the story is sometimes it rains even when it's sunny, which I think is, I've never heard that statement before, but that really stood out to me as well. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we're going to do over-unders for the season on this show. We're going to talk about um, the Bills, obviously, and Hard Knocks, the final episode, and maybe an overall look back at Hard Knocks. Uh, and one other thing is that we're going to be doing picks this year, but a little different. We've always done, like, the hosts of the show, but it's just me and Zach this season um, with Marissa on leave. Uh, last year we had, you know, a listener on every week, but – I felt like that ran its course and it was a lot of fun, but, but we can't do that again. So we're going to open up this year and do picks for every game and we're going to do it so anyone can participate and it's going to be online. So I'm going to throw the, the and hopefully it works. We're not doing it this week 
just to work out the kinks. So we're going to start in week two, but I wanted to get the word out there and I'll throw the in the chat the link and people can let me know if it works or doesn't work. It's through uh, Gridiron Games. Um, so basically, I, we're just going to pick all I the games. I won last year, didn't I, by the way? Right? Didn't, that's really why we're yes. that's the real reason. <laughs> so we're yes. so we're ending with me winning. I, I'm okay yes. And that, actually, yeah. we did it for four years and Connor won a year. I won a year. Marissa won a year and you won a year. So wow. Pretty spread out. Pretty that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Let's walk out. All right. What do we say we wanted to do next, Zach? Hard Bill's knocks. Pretty, let's let's oh, jump through that real quick. Let's yeah. knock it out. Uh, I thought it was a disappointing finale. I thought overall the season was very good, but the the finale, um, the who makes it, who doesn't, is usually one of the most gripping yeah. parts of Hard Knocks. And while the Xavier Gibson, Jason Brownlee section, that was kind of heartwarming that two guys like that both made the team. Yeah, I felt like we didn't get enough of the the cuts and 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 then the other thing that stood out was Aaron Rodgers is everything that we thought he was. All the way down to UFO sightings. <laughs> you know, I, I I was texting with Brian Costello, who covers the Jets um, for the New York Post, during the episode because he every week he would make fun of me about because I had to write like the takeaways and s- some episodes there'd be more stuff to write about than others. And there's just like they spent like five minutes on a hallway in this episode. <laughs> like it was it was pretty clear that like the Jets limited access that they gave them kind of really it hurt this last episode more than ever before. You guys um, can shoot this hallway, but yeah. And they just else. like milked it. Leave <laughs> the poor leaf. Schreiber to talk about a hallway for five minutes. Um, and then Roger starts talking about a UFO that he, he thinks he saw when he was coming into the league and, um, and causes like, all right, you got your story. Congratulations. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you know, there, it was kind of indicative of the overall season. Like you said, it was definitely entertaining at parts and there was, there was a lot of cool stuff and, Rogers being as much a part of it as he was like, maybe we should have expected it, but it was more than I expected. Um, you know, learning about Xavier Gibson, Jason Brownlee, Tenzel smart. Like there was some of those guys, but the thing that stuck out to me is they didn't really go home with like almost anybody other than Tenzel smart. Like I feel like in the past yeah. hard knocks would like really like dig or even like show footage from a guy's hometown or his childhood or like, it, it felt like that's like, I feel like they could have done that despite the lack of access. Like they could have found a way, to re- like Will McDonald, they t- touched on briefly as you know before we, when we previewed Hard Knocks, I, we, I was like he's fascinating and, and they didn't really cover his background at all, and so I it was all like very like focused on the right now, which I guess I understand because this Jets team is what it is, but um, yeah, it it just was so clear to me that the Jets didn't really want uh, HBO to get as much access, and and that's what happened. You know, I think the. The cuts thing was a Robert Sala and Joe Douglas thing. They did not want to show the cuts. Um, I think there there would have been there, there's probably a way you could have gotten around that. Uh, the Jets do have control over what what goes on the show, which is probably a big part of it. And I'm sure they're happy that it's over and all that stuff. But you know, we got some insight in Aaron Rodgers, his interactions with guys, how he still he doesn't blow up anymore. But like as you've seen, like he still gets mad and he'll throw some f bombs around. He's he has no he's not afraid to do that. Um, and so, yeah, you know, you learned a little bit about this team. Um, I think ultimately hard knocks probably didn't help in terms of like how the rest of the fan bases in the league use them. And I think there's the hype train has gone out of control to a degree and that, that that's not anybody's fault necessarily, but it happened in part because of hard knocks. And so you, this was like a love letter to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways is one of the most hated guys in the league. So, um, there's a more of a target on their back because of the show, I would say. Uh, but there already was a target on their back anyway. So Monday night, 
everybody's going to forget about hard knocks. And if they win or they lose, like everybody's going to overreact. So um, I'm looking forward to that weirdly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and it's funny you talk about Monday night because I feel like there's there's a similar. I mean, it didn't have hard knocks, but the Lions have gone through a similar yeah, thing yeah. In the off season where the the hype train has just totally. gotten like bigger and bigger throughout the season. And I think like going into Thursday night against the Chiefs, I would say most people thought that they were going to come down to earth, and you're not going to go into Kansas City and yeah, in do Kansas something. City, yeah, yeah, after the Chiefs, you know, coming off the, the Super Bowl win. And hey, the hype train only got bigger last night because they they win that game in Kansas City by a point. Look good doing it, and now everybody's on the Lions train. So that it's going to be telling for the Jets. That said, we've talked about it when the schedule came out. We could transition into this Bills game. That the schedule was not great for the Jets early, right? That they had yeah. to survive the early going because it's brutal, and then the second half really opens itself up for this team to get hot and hopefully have a lot of momentum heading into the playoffs. Um, and it starts week one, Monday night. Now they're at home, but it's still the Bills. It's still the division champs. It's still the team with Josh Allen, all those weapons. Although this week I've heard a lot of people like, I don't know if they're hedging, but like there's these little doubts about the Bills this season creeping in. Yeah, I, I think it's somewhat warranted. Like there's some weird stuff going on with the Bills. You know, they got rid of their defensive coordinator. Uh, there's all the dig stuff that's been happening. doesn't seem like he really wants to be there. And if you look at like their depth chart, I don't think they have a lot of depth on offense. They do have Josh Allen and they do have Stefan Diggs. Um, I think their O-line is solid and they have a talented defense, but I like, maybe there's some, there's some, uh, there's an opportunity to capitalize there. I don't know that it'll happen in week one, but the, the, the most interesting thing to me about this is that this feels like, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but it feels like one of the more important week one games I can remember because AFC East, which I think is going to be right down to the wire this year. Them, the Dolphins, and the Jets, I think are going to be right right up against each other. And for the Jets specifically, you know, if they lose this game, you just talk about the schedule being hard. Like, they, they need to get out of this first six games, I, I think, three and three. Uh, and ideally better than that. If you lose the Bills game, you know, the Cowboys on the road, not going to be easy. You can say what you want about the Patriots. They have not beaten them in forever. So until they do, that's not going to be easy. <laughs> And they have a very good defense, by the way. Um, you have you have the Chiefs, who are going to bounce back. Travis Kelsey will be playing. They have the Eagles in that stretch. And is there one more team I'm missing that they're playing in that? Uh, Dolphins? No, not the Dolphins. I forget who the other team is. Um, anyway, like, but this is a this is a hard stretch, and losing to the Bills wouldn't be devastating, but I I think it would be challenging um, with what they have coming. So um, Cowboys, Chiefs, Patriots, Eagles, Broncos. Oh, Broncos, which I think the Broncos will be better. And that'll be a yeah. fun game because all the storylines, then you get to the bye week And then after the bye week they have the Giants and Chargers back to back, which both, I believe the Chargers made the playoffs last year. Uh, so that's two playoff teams right there. So first, their first eight games, almost all of them are against teams that 
can be viewed as potential playoff teams. Maybe not the Broncos, I guess, but um, yeah. So any, anyway, I'm jumping far ahead, but yeah. So I think there is quite a bit riding on a week one game and everybody's going to be watching them. It's Monday night football. It's going to be a packed house. I think Jets fans and Giants fans have gotten some criticism or it's not their fault. It's the team's fault for being bad and MetLife being a terrible stadium. But like as the season has gone on, the stadium just not being completely full. It'll be completely packed on Monday, and I hope it is all season because this is an exciting time. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just don't know how this game's going to go because the biggest question mark for me, and I, I went on a Matt Perino's podcast. He, he does it for the, he's a Bills reporter. Um, does a great job. Uh, like, I don't know what the, he asked me, like predictions or whatever. I, I just like don't know what the offense is going to look like. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to have growing pains. I don't know if this offensive line is going to be cohesive. I don't know what Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall are going to look like at all. Um, I'm confident Garrett Wilson. I think you know what you're getting out of Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Um, but otherwise, it's a lot of question marks, whether these guys are all caught up on the hand signals and the cadences and all the challenges of playing with Rodgers. Like, are they just going to try and run it down their throat and win like they did last year with Zach Wilson because they're still working through some things on offense? Or are they going to air it out? Like, I, I have no idea what this offense is going to look like, and that's kind of the most fascinating part. It could be – they come out firing on all cylinders. It could be they look sloppy and you kind of get it. Is there is if the offensive line is bad, I think that would be the biggest red flag. But if they're solid and the offense is still kind of like, you know, touch and go, like then maybe you don't you're not as worried. So there's just like so many ways this can go on offense. I'm completely confident in the defense. They stifled Josh Allen last year better than anybody did. Uh I just don't know how the offense is gonna look. Yeah, when you look at last year, the two games, right? They win the first meeting in November, 20 to 17, coming back from 14 to three down, picked Allen off twice in that game. And then they lose in December, but they still only allowed 20 points yeah. in that loss, 20 to 12 loss. And Mike White broke like half his ribs. So, <laughs> yeah, that, and that was it. Um, but, you know, you think about that, and you, it feels like if it feels like it can't be a shootout. Right. And, yeah. and I've seen some predictions that are in the thirties, but when I look at this, I think this Jets defense is going to be great all year long. Yeah. I think they, they hold, they maybe hold the bills under 20. The question is, can the, can the jets get to 20 in week one? I think there's going to be rust and that's where I think maybe the, uh, the issues come up, but Von Miller also not playing yep. for the bills. He's still on the, uh, the pup list right now. Um, so it's certainly going to do we, do we want to do predictions right now for this one? Oh man, I probably should have thought about a prediction because I've just been kind of avoiding it as much as possible. Um, all right, I I'll go. All right, go ahead. I have uh, twenty. Yeah, I, I had a score, but now I don't like it because I just talked myself out of it. Twenty-one seventeen Buffalo, and and I will say that when the schedule came out, I said the Jets would win. 11 games i said they would go 11 and 6 this season and i predicted they would lose week one so i'm I'm sticking to that this is not like oh the jets season's going to be a disaster i still think this team's going to be really good they're heading to the playoffs they're going to be a contender i just think this is week one monday night all of it i think the bills are just going to come in and do a little more so i've gone back and forth on this in every possible way over the last two months or however long we've been doing this um but in this moment, my I'm going like as I talk myself around the two rosters, I I do think the Jets, position by position, on paper have a better roster. I don't know whether whether that whether that'll show itself out on Monday night or what. But so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go Jets twenty, 
No, I'm going to go Jets 17, Bills 14. All right. Picking the Jets win. I think it – yeah, that makes sense too. All right. Um, the, by the way, the spread is two and a half. The Bills are actually favored um, mm, coming into New York, which is I guess that makes very sense. interesting. I, I thought. guess that makes sense a little bit. but I thought it would be more like a – Closer a to even, yeah. Yeah, even with the Jets at home, making it even. Yeah, but – uh, we will see. People don't like my pick in the uh, in the chat, but hey, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Jets come out and and Rogers looks hey, like you, 2022. You could, you could be. Uh, I mentioned Brian Costello. You could be like him who predicted the Jets were going to go eight and nine this year, which fans were not very happy about. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. All right, you want to do over and unders? Yeah, let's do them. All right, we got a bunch of them. And you guys, you guys should jump in with your thoughts as we go through them too. Yeah, definitely in the chat. Uh, Luke, by the way, we got some other picks coming in. I'll throw them up here. Chris says Jets 23-17. Luke says Jets 30-14. to If the Jets win this game 30-14, to I mean the hype train. Oh, my God. It will be out of control. <sighs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl parade will out. probably be the night on, on Tuesday. So. Yeah, exactly. If this game is a route. <laughs> I can't imagine it being a route either way. I don't think either team is capable of blowing out the other one in this game. Yeah. All right, over-unders. Um, of course, we're going to start with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' game started this season. I'm sa- So – just so people know, we both threw some of these in, and we uh, I didn't even lines. see you had that Rodgers one in there when I threw my Zach Wilson one. You can combine, yeah. Two so right now, yeah, we'll so do yeah. both. Yeah. Rodgers, because who knows? Like yeah. Strebler could start a couple games. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, fourteen and a half starts this year. What do you think? I'll say over. I say he gets through the year, is what I think. Which kind of answers what the the next one will be, but. I think over two, I, but I think barely. I think he actually ends up not starting a couple games, but mm. I think he'll start at least 15. Okay. Uh, so and then... the next one we have is uh, Zach Wilson, one and a half. So yeah. I'm going to actually say over. Yeah, I'll say, I'm going to say under. Two I'm going to say under. All right. Maybe he gets one, I'll say. And that'll get plenty of attention. That'll be good for the podcast. I think yeah. I feel like the, you know, just the coverage of this team in this season could really use like one Zach Wilson start yeah. just to like spice yeah, things up a lot. Just to suck up the Jets fans. I'll say it'll be week 18 when they can rest everybody. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's a good point. Cause he would definitely start that one. Uh, all right. Uh, we're sticking with the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers touchdown passes. Now I set this at 29 and a half. So last year he only had 26. Yeah. Uh, but 21, he had 37, 2020, he had 48. And those were obviously both seasons with Nathaniel Hackett as his coordinator. Hmm. Oh man, this is a this is a tough one. That's a good line. Um, I'm gonna say just over. I'm gonna say he gets thirty, like right over. I, I was I'm hesitating. Say, I was yeah, leaning, I'm gonna I was say leaning, under. I was leaning under, and I kind of regret already saying over, but I'm sticking with it. So. Yeah, my under's not because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle this season. I think they're just going to run the ball. Yeah, that's kind of where my head was. But I also just think Garrett Wilson is going to get a lot of looks, especially once you get to the red zone area. Like, I just – yeah, I don't know. The the fact that there's 17 games now also, like, kind of flavor some statistical, like, over-unders for me. Though you did say, he, as you said, he only had 26 last year, but – all right, next, more rushing yards, Brees mm. Hall or Dalvin Cook? Ooh, man, this is another tough one just because I just don't know what Brees is going to look like. I'm going to say Dalvin. I'm going to say Brees because I just think maybe Brees has a few more ex- explosive, explosive plays. Yeah. 
So he gets the big chunks a little more than Dalvin. Although I could see a world where Dalvin ends up with maybe more car- slightly more carries, but Brees has has more yardage. But that that's going to be fascinating to see. Yeah, I think seems- we'll learn a lot right away on Monday night as far yeah, as or or at least how it's going to be at the beginning of the year, and then maybe later on Brees would get more. like I would, my my theory is that Cook is going to get most of the carries on Monday, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and it's. Fascinating because we haven't really seen either of them this whole summer, right? Yeah. I mean, speaking of hard knocks and homes, we did get to that see was the most we saw of Cook, yeah. Of Dalvin Cook's house. And his, pretty... Oh, yeah, his house. Yeah. His comfortable couch, apparently, that he sleeps <laughs> on. But, yeah. He's playing his brother this week, by the way, James Cook on the Bills. Oh, right. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, game started. Back to that. Makai Becton. This one you, uh, you came up with, and you said 11 and a half, which is a really good place to put it. Oh man. I will say I just want to be, I just really want to be optimistic with I know, yeah. like I just <laughs> feel like it's I'm more of a feeling over. thing. I'm gonna yeah. Over. I'm gonna go I'm gonna cop out and say over as well. Um it's that's it, injuries is an impossible thing to predict and Makai just hasn't been healthy, but <laughs> it's a long season. Can he get to twelve games out of seventeen? Like yeah, I'll say yes. Yeah, and twelve isn't I mean, if he starts 12, we're still going to be questioning. Yeah, for sure. But stay healthy. that's the thing. He's played one in two years. So, <laughs> right. right. Um, all right. On to the receiving core. Garrett Wilson. Uh, I set catches. I set it at 99 and a half. Last year, he had 83 as a rookie. I'm going to, I mean, you can go first. Since yeah, I I'm going to say over. I think he's going to get a Devontae Adams level workload. Um, I don't think the other receivers are going to get he, he He's open when he's not open, and Rodgers is always going to throw to the open guy. So I, uh, if he, as long as he stays healthy, I, I think his he's going to get like 150 targets this year, I think, or more. So I, uh, I've been saying this since the beginning of the offseason. I've tweeted it. I, I think at the end of the year, he's going to be in the conversation with like the Justin Jeffersons, Jamar Chases, Cooper Cups, like those guys. Yeah, just a legit. And it, yeah. it just I had my fantasy draft the other night, and I was kind of had him circled yeah i didn't get him in any fantasy leagues i was mad about that yeah he was gone way earlier than i expected the hype train Um, has got has like caught up like in the fantasy circles yeah well i'm getting drafted early there's also three jets fans in that fantasy ah there you go (laughs) part of it too Um, we're doing a we're doing a fantasy league with uh, the jets beat writers my team name is i hate connor hughes i just wanted to make sure everybody knew (laughs) that (laughs) <laughs> of course it is if you had said to me hey what's my the team yeah yeah that's what everybody in the league was like i was trying to figure out who everybody was but i figured out that was you right away <laughs> uh is connor in the league or is he not he is, yeah, he's the, he's the commissioner he he set oh. it all up and you know and then the draft started and he wasn't even there at the very beginning of the draft like the guy's too too cool to like even go to the draft that he he eventually showed up but um yeah we'll see i'm sure he's going to do something corrupt you know why he's the commit well Two reasons he just put that so we can steal the, the money. reason he's commissioner yeah. is one so he can be corrupt <laughs> and, and two because i feel like because he has to cover the giants for half of his mm. job i feel like he he feels like he's an outsider on the jets beat a little bit <laughs> uh, you should tell him that he, he'd love that <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right sticking with the receivers this one's probably more interesting because i do think garrett wilson 100 catches is a lock yeah he stays healthy randall cobb catches uh you set this one at 35 and a half I'm going to say under. Yeah. I, I just think he's, 
his journey to like becoming a surefire starter it was like unexpected maybe it should have been expected um i based that off what he he got the last two years he, he didn't play every game he's also older so i don't know if he'll play every game this year um i lean under but i'll go over just because i think he's gonna get like those dink and dunks a lot of the time and he's gonna He's going to play a bigger role than I think anybody probably planned because he's kind of going to take on both starting slot receiver role and also probably the run blocking role that Corey Davis had now that Corey Davis is gone. So Randall Cobb, when they signed him, I just thought he was going to be a veteran guy in the locker room, and now he's starting. So that's where we're at. There we are. All right, let's switch things over to the defense. Uh, Sauce Gardner, interceptions. Now, remember last year, that wasn't a big part of his game. As, as good yeah. as he was and as dominant as he was, the dominance was the fact that after a certain amount of time, nobody even threw at him. So he only had two picks last year. I'm setting this at three and a half. What I'm going to go. I'm going to go under still. I maybe gets to three. I, I just, I think he's not going to be targeted as much. I think there's going to be some teams that challenge him. I hope I'm wrong because I, I think it would be pretty big for the defense if he could get four or five picks. Um, but I think more of the targets are going to go towards Michael Carter, the second and DJ Reed. So um, if you ask me about like DJ Reed, I, I might say over on that, honestly, but um, yeah, yeah, maybe I'm that's le- the more leaning under. over under is, is Reed and how many he can, he can pull. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got a bunch of sack totals here. Yeah. Um, let's start with the individuals and then we'll get to, so Bryce Huff. Yeah. We're, we're a Bryce Huff supporting podcast. So I had to include him here. Of course, three and a half sacks. I'm going to say over. Yeah, we, we got to go over. That, I put three and a half because that's what he got last year. Like, technically, he gets a lot it of pressures low, and not a right? lot of sacks. He's always in there, but yeah. But he, he, he looked really freaking dominant in the preseason. I, I know a lot of it was against backups, but um, again, I'm, I, I'm very fascinated to see how much he plays because they have so many defensive ends. Like, is he only going to play 20% of the snaps? And is, he gonna piss, is that going to piss everybody off like it always does? Um, somebody mentioned J- uh, Jermaine Johnson, 10 sacks. I didn't want to include him just so we didn't have like nine different like sacked sack over unders, <laughs> but I am very, very high on Jermaine Johnson this year. I don't know if it's going to necessarily gonna be a lot of sack season because I, but I think he's going to make an impact and I think he's going to be the starter, if not in week one, then by the end of the year. All um, right. So three and a half, we, we both say over for over, Bryce yeah. half. Quinn and Williams sacks, 10 and a half. Last year he had 10, right? I think he had 11 last year. Oh, he had 11 year. last year. Right? Because last year we did this for an over-under, and I think we set it at nine and a half. Because yeah, because he he his, his most was seven before right. last year. Um, right. He had 12 sacks last year. My bad. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm going to go under. I just think he's going to be double and triple team more, but I do think it's going to set things up for everybody around him. So I think you're going to you're gonna see, maybe you see Quinn and get eight or nine sacks, and then you see guys like Bryce Huff gets four or five here, Jermaine Johnson gets six, Wilde McDonald gets three, Carl Lawson gets six. Like, I think it's going to really spread around the love, which kind of goes into your next over-under. I'm going to say under as well for for Williams. Remember last year, he you know, everybody knew Quinn Williams was a good player, but he hadn't truly arrived yet until last year. So I think just the attention this year is going to be. Yeah. Uh, from, from the first game is going to be next level. Uh, yeah, the next one is team sacks uh, over under 45 and a half. Last year they had 45. So can they do more than they did a year ago? I'm going to say over because I think they're going to come to – yeah, uh, Lou, Lou Giordano just, just posted what I was about to say. I think they're going to push for the Jets franchise sack record. I don't remember what it is. I should have that up. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it was with the sack exchange. Um, oh, you look that up. I'll yeah. say that I, I think the difference 
is the reason they're going to be over this year is because they're going to have a lot more leads and other teams are going to be okay, well where their, their record is 66 which i don't know if they'll get Ooh. that high um <laughs> but 49 is second most so i think they'll push for that is what i would say yeah I mean, they're going to be ahead, right, in a lot of games, and they're going to have the opportunity to just attack the quarterback. Yeah, that's that's the idea, and that's why they drafted Will McDonald. Like, um, like the idea is that they're just going to keep coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. They sub out. They got another guy that you got to block. That's a little different. Like, Will McDonald is different than Bryce Huff is different than Jermaine Johnson is different than Carl Lawson is different than JFM. Like, they just, like, are going to keep coming at you. And so if the Jets really do have leads or they're in positions where the other team is going to be passing a lot, like, the combination of their D line and their secondary, like I, I don't know that a team has a better com. Like the Eagles would be the only one I could think of. I, I just think they're so set up to have a great season if everybody stays healthy. And that was kind of the biggest thing last year. They had great luck with health, and if anything's going to change, it's probably that. So if they stay healthy, like I, I, I legit think this defense has a has a chance to be the number one defense in the league. I don't know if they'll get there, but I think they have the ability to do that. All right, special teams, and I just threw this one in. This is a total crapshoot, but uh, Zerline, 50-plus <laughs> yard field goals, six and a half. So last year he was six for 11. Obviously, plus 50-yard field goals depends on opportunities more than yeah. anything else, right? I mean, the Jets are scoring touchdowns all season and getting deep into the red zone. He was not going to have 11 opportunities to kick 50-yard field goals. But that said, we're doing it anyway. Six and a half is the, is the line. Yeah, that, that is pretty high, but... I'll go over. Why not? I, I do think Hackett likes kicking field goals. Um, though I, I, Rodgers does have a say in it, but I, I think they'll be in field goal range more often this season at the very least. And so I lean towards that. Ragnar Jet asked who's returning punts. Um, just real quick. I The other day in practice, we saw McCole Harmon, Randall Cobb, and Xavier Gibson back there. I would guess it would be between Hardman and Gibson more likely. Hardman because he doesn't maybe have as big of a role in offense as I expected, I, he probably will be the number one guy, but Gibson is highly intriguing. And I think Gibson is going to wind up playing a role on offense at some point this season. So I was tempted to do I an mean, over under on him, but I wasn't pro- quite prepared to do that. I mean, why else put him on the 50? Yeah, exactly. Right? That's kind of, that's the idea. Yeah. Cause otherwise he probably would have gotten through to the practice squad. I would imagine they could have gone to different. They, they speak, they speak highly about him. You saw in a hard yeah. knock, even more than Brownlee, yeah. like Rogers, Sala, wide receivers coach like they they really really like that kid so i'm curious to see how much he plays yeah that'll be interesting and he is fun fun to watch all right jets pro bowlers um you set this one four and a half i'm trying to i didn't even think about this till right now so i'm trying to last year i believe so last year they had justin hardy sauce gardner quinn and william cj mosley um and then the idea is some you know do you think somebody else We'll get it. Well, the thing is, <laughs> every quarterback who plays most Rogers, of the season yeah. is a Pro Bowler because and Rogers will get vo- Rogers will get voted in also. So and then um, he won't go anyway. But so. yeah, but so yeah, so my that was kind of the pr- thought process because you have Rogers in the fold. So Rogers, Sauce, Quinn, and I, I feel pretty good about. Um, you know, Justin Hardy, maybe I don't know. Um, but like the 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 fourth and fifth candidate would be Justin Hardy, Greg Zerline, Thomas Morstead would be in the mix. Um, Garrett Wilson. I think we'll make it. Um, you have DJ Reed. It's hard to get two corners. There are not that many corners that make it, so he's like probably right on the edge. Um, the way they talk about Tony Adams, you'd think he was going to make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I go over. I think they get five. 
I think the fact, the other factor here is all the primetime games and all the coverage they're getting. Cause that matters when it comes to stuff. Totally. Yeah. Like, being in those games, being a good team, the fact that they got four and a half last year on a team that ended up being kind of a disaster by season's end is telling too. So I think yeah. that definitely, definitely goes over. Uh, trades made by Joe Douglas. One and a half is the line. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, I think they make at least one trade. I'll say over. Trader Joe, let's do it. Give us some <laughs> emergency pods. I'll say under. <laughs> uh, I think he makes one, but we'll we'll leave it at that. All right, we got two more to go. Uh, win. So these are both wins. Wins <clears throat> through week nine, which obviously we talked about the importance of being three and three. You set the line at four and a half. Yeah, I I, I did that. I mean, I guess we can run through the schedule real quick. Um, so they go Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, by Giants, Chargers. And the, the Broncos and the Patriots are the only team that didn't make the playoffs last year out of that group. Um, and so I, I just thought, you know, if you're if you have more than four wins, then you're at five and three or six and two. And if you have less, then you're at four and four or three and a five. Um, I'm going to go over. But I, I, I lean towards them being four and four, honestly. If I'm, but I'm, I'm going to go over. I'll, I'll be optimistic. I've been very optimistic on this pod. It's probably bad for me. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> I'll go over too, just because I think when the schedule came out, I think the way I had it was five and three. So there you go. Uh, all right, and then finally, total wins. I just went with the uh, the that MGM line, yeah. line, which is nine and a half, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, I, I mean, say I, 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 I say I over because 11. I think. I think I had them going ten and seven or eleven I think and you did six, too. Uh, and so I, 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 and I still feel that way because once they get through that hard stretch, the rest of the schedule not as bad. So I'll go over on that. Um, yeah, we're we're very optimistic bunch, I guess. <laughs> Based on all of our over unders, that we it seems like we think they're going to be very good. So, or we really hope they're very good. Or we hope for the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing this pod for a while and. <laughs> and it's been you had some fun last everyone, year they were six so. and three you didn't have yeah, many winning pods in the years before that so that's progress. True. yeah yeah so this is the one we're going we're gonna do <laughs> we've never done a playoff pod in oh wow of can't wait so let's get it done let's, let's do get it. it done it all starts marissa, on Monday. marissa might be back by the time the playoffs she would be that's back. a great yeah. point you know what that should be the, the the calling card play like get marissa do back hashtag do it for marissa do it for marissa do it for marissa (laughs) there it is um yeah because i think she would be back for the first playoff game even if it's a wild card game i think she'd be back so be amazing jets eagle super bowl let's do it all right um that's gonna do it for us like i said we're gonna do this um we'll get it on twitter too zach we'll have to tweet out that link for picks um but the idea is that Anybody who wants to be a part of it all season long can join um, the picks. And what we'll do on the podcast each week is we'll kind of update the standings like me in a hundredth place, Zach in like fifth place. And then who will do, you know, and whoever's the top two or three listeners as well. And we'll make sure that Marissa's involved. We'll try to get Connor to do it too. Um, And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, we'll check with it all week and then, and maybe we'll have something for the winner. I think. Yeah. Um, when my it's goal, my set. goal is also beyond picks is to have like more guests on this season, either other reporters, people at the athletic players, whatever it is. Like I'm, my, my goal is to get some more, 
because I, I think I think we got good reception from the sauce and Garrett ones. Obviously, those are like heavy hitters, but um, I do enjoy getting some other perspectives on, you, especially because we don't have Marissa in here to have like a third head on yeah. our on our screen. Like, it, I think it'll be nice. We to haven't bring in some uh, we haven't voices, signed yeah. Strevler to be our third yeah, co-host yeah. yet. I mean, that's not a bad idea if we're being honest. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, good stuff. Everybody enjoy a full weekend of football. Um, we will be back after the Monday night game, probably Tuesday, right? Zach, we'll get yeah. something done on Tuesday. So Monday night football, uh, it'll be a late one for Zach. We'll come back sometime, probably Tuesday afternoon, have a full recap of that. And then it'll be two episodes a week as we go the rest of the season, yep. unless some crazy breaking news happens and we'd add a third from week to week, but, but count on two episodes. Can't wait the rest of the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the over-unders and weighing in. Get into the picks pool and let us know if it's not working also. Like I said, it's not working this week because we're going to start in week two. But if we get in there and something's wrong, let me know. We've never used that website before. So hopefully it, uh, it goes. Thank you for tuning in to the Can't Wait Podcast. <laughs>